Listen, I have some. I have some. Oh, where'd you go? All right, I think we're good. We're recording. But uh, yeah, I have some notes too, just because cool. I didn't want. Cool. I didn't want to look like an asshole. So, so I was like, <laughs> I'm I'm prepared to look like an asshole. I feel like the more I try no. and prepare, the less oh shit, <laughs> the less I feel prepared. Well, it's funny because you listened to the last episode and like I said it to Kenny a, a couple times. I'm like, fuck, I was wrong. Mad times this episode. Like hella times. I got mad shit wrong. Couldn't remember who fucking was possessed by the dog. I was like, who was that? It was fucking um, the son of Sam. It was David Berkowitz. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did find Yeah, Kate, Katie texted me. <laughs> it was like, uh, yeah, it was David Berkowitz. I was like, oh, you'll get to it. I fi- we figured it out. <laughs> it was David Berkowitz, you schmucks. <laughs> so, anyways, welcome to this episode of the Nonsensical Knowledge Podcast. We are here with Katie of Chronically Cooking and my man, Joe Kinney. And uh, what's good, Katie? How are you? I'm yo, glad yo. to have you back on the podcast. I'm uh, elated to be here. You know, sun is shining. It was 50 degrees in Oregon today. It's January. I was out in a t-shirt. No shit. What's it like usually? I mean, I, I've got studded tires on. It's it's hit or miss from what I hear, but there's beautiful snow-capped mountains in the background, and I'm sure it's going to come back again real soon. Yeah, it's pretty much add- like up there, but apparently not because you guys have had like single digits. Oh, we've we've been fucking cold as shit. Like we had yeah. what was it? Uh, Negative two this week. It was <laughs> the beginning. And that's before the wind chill. Yeah, wind chill. It was probably 35, 40 miles an hour wind that night. So I would say it was probably a good 10 to 15 below zero. Yeah. But today yeah. was today was nice. Yeah. Nice. How are you guys yeah, doing? So- not chilling, man. We're we're hanging out, fucking awesome. hanging out, fucking. We we're pumped to get you on the episode. Um, there's a lot of news going on, right? Like, there's a fucking ton of news concerning cannabis, uh, especially involving the COVID stuff. Um, <clears throat> what's going on there? Well, um, gosh, yeah, it's like where to begin. I think with the COVID stuff, the Oregon university just put out that study um and that made a bunch of waves i i don't know if you guys caught much of it over there but it seemed to be national news i saw bloomberg reports and fox and all other media outlets were having these like very sensationalized headlines about um the findings did you guys catch any of that it was about like <laughs> yeah yes that's what I had in my notes was is that they uh, apparently the study had suggested uh, compounds found commonly in hemp. Oh man, I'm gonna fuck this all the way up saying this word. Uh, cannabidiol. I know which one. <laughs> acid. Yeah, the CBG. Uh, yeah, CBGA, and then <laughs> CBDA, which prevent coronaviruses from entering cells that typically line internal organs and skin in lab yeah. settings. Yeah. So, so like in the CBGA form and the CBNA form, that's like in the raw plant form. Um, like I think we were talking about last time, the decarboxylation process when you're making yes. edibles and curing things. And usually that happens when you burn the weed or over time slowly with curing. 
But basically what that's doing, it's converting all of those THCAs, CBGAs, all of those A's into, it drops off the A. So one of the things that was kind of misleading that I think is part of why a lot of those posts got taken down is um, the assumption that if you just <coughs> smoke it, you're going to get these results. And like, right. it's just, more of- Just never going to get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more like maybe if you take the raw leaves and you blend it into your smoothie or something like that, I think, or I think the other, I'm going to get this wrong too. The other part that they mentioned was just the amount it had to be really high levels. So that's not something that you were going to get just out of smoking a joint. You know. Right. It would have to be like a, a synthesized thing. Like they would have to take it, make it and, and turn it into something to treat you and see because everybody like early on, they were saying that weed was like or, or marijuana, cannabis, however you want to put it, is was, yeah. was helping people prevent COVID. But now there's actual science behind it. Right. But, but there's a lot to it there. There's a lot to unpack, right? Like in yeah. terms. So is it do with the, <clears throat> does it have to do with like the cannabinoid receptors, do you know? Or is it more of like, is that something that we only really use as far as when we're, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, when we're that's, smoking. that's a good question. And honestly, I went down like a half a day rabbit hole just reading a bunch from PubMed. Um, because I'm not sure if you guys recall, they, they were starting these studies like 2019, I mean, sorry, 2020, mm -hmm. 2021, early on, there was people initiating the, the research on this. So there was a lot to like go through and I was really trying to find this Oregon study, but for some reason I, I couldn't find it on PubMed anymore, even though they're. I did have a link at one point. Um, it popped up on uh, NBC. I think I found it because it, it, it was that study, the Oregon study. I think it was like NBC <laughs> News or some shit. I had found it on like the, an article. Yeah. On yeah. So I found like, yeah, the same thing. I found a lot of the articles that were kind of citing it, but I couldn't find the actual PubMed um, scientific journal article, you know, on the government website which was you know where i was i was trying to go to the source but <laughs> i went down the rabbit hole yeah. um but that's a great place i recommend for people in general if you're hearing claims about trust the science like um i i know it gets ridiculed a lot for people to try and independently use their brain and verify things with like <clears throat> going onto a scientific journal and yeah there is a lot of context of going to medical school that allows you to kind of decipher that information make the connections understand the terms you know maybe someone like you and i you're gonna have to do a lot of side tabs opening up another window and being like hey what does in vitro mean in study yeah, yeah, right right yeah. <laughs> or like okay yeah, but we're willing to do that type of research, right. you know what I mean, yeah. to understand what's actually going on to where, like, the average <laughs> the, the average person doesn't care enough. Like, right. There's a difference between doing your research and reading an article, you know? Right. And the other thing is there's just, I mean, 
whether it's just a cause or a manufactured intention, there's just so much shit put out. You really don't even have enough time. I mean, we're doing a podcast on it and I spent several evenings like reading things and it's hard to find that time in your life while having two jobs and keeping a home and whatever to do that research and stay informed. You got to be selective on your topics and then find sources of people that you entrust to kind of tag team yeah. on some other areas. Right. But, right. Yeah, it's, it's really hard. It's really hard to trust a lot of these resources. And when you when you say go to a scientific journal, that is the actual science. Like that's where the base of it. Like yeah. that's what any published story after that is is on top of that. Yeah, that's yeah, citing the original, which is is great um, that things are cited. But I mean, that was one of the big takeaways of back in the college years doing a critical thinking class is like being reminded okay not to just take a stat or whatever at face value because someone will say oh 10 you know it's an infection rate of uh 10 percent but then they casually mention that they they like questioned a hundred people you you know that's not really a valid case study right Right. <laughs> yeah, you need a control group. You need a lot more of a yeah, a, uh, a solid fact. You need more people to prove it more definitively. Well, yeah, you need studies upon studies right, upon right, right. studies. You can't take one right. study. And yeah, it just doesn't work that way. Right. Same thing with COVID. You had a lot of people that it affected <laughs> differently, but then you had a majority of the people. You got it. You got sick, and you were over it. You know what I mean? Is Right. So did you just hear, I heard today uh, that England came out saying that they severely fudged the numbers for COVID. Like they came out and admitted it, like what the real number was, was something like, now don't mark my words, but it was 10. something like 7,000 to 17,000 people actually <laughs> died definitively just from COVID when they said way, way, way more. Well, yeah, there was, there's a... But like they literally came out and said that they lied about it. Yeah, well, that what was it? Uh, funny. It's funny. There's a whole bunch of lying going on. It was. Uh, did you guys see this shit with the FBI and like, the Capitol insurrection? I know it's off topic, but it's like no, yeah. No. So, it's <clears throat> basically there was like a uh, I don't know if it was a congressional hearing or something like that, but they asked the FBI, like straight up, like the director of the FBI or somebody a liaison, <laughs> if there were any people, any FBI agents involved in the insurrection on, on January 6th. And they were like, no, nah, we can't answer that. We can neither confirm nor deny. Yo, straight, she, yo, she straight up said, yo, we can't answer that. <clears throat> wow. Were there any FBI agents? Uh, any FBI agents. So like, F, they, cause they were asked if there was uh, like a, a uh, what are they called there? Agent provocateurs. Yeah, well, like, well, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was interrupting. I was going to say, didn't we just recently like involved with the assassination of, was it the Dominican? No, the, ha the oh, Haitian the president. Yeah. Haitian president. Yeah. I there mean, was a contract. I didn't hear about any of this. It's, it's very, there, there's just like overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's insane. Right. But anyways, we'll get back on topic. So, Back to back to uh, COVID and and cannabis. So now, going forward, do you think there's enough science behind it that it could really be useful in, in, in a COVID application? 
Well, I, I think that there's definitely potential. And I think that was like the big takeaway for people with the latest news. You know, there was the moment, there was the promising news about a year ago or whatever, when they started these studies, it's like, okay, at least someone's exploring this avenue of having alternatives, you know? Um, I think that was great. And this isn't really like the finale, it's just a- uh, Just the start. This yeah. is, yeah, like there's promise for, for something here. And um, I think that kind of ties into one of the other topics was, um, just the privatization and ownership of medicine. Mm. And that's the part that's like, I'm curious about from this news is, all right, if this is in a form that we can't easily access naturally just by smoking or like the percentages of CBG are so small in most plants, it's, it's hard to find a strain that's got enough of it for it to even be worth the resources you spend to create it. So that's where something synthetic would be involved. And what you come into there is, um, is it safe? Is right. it who's producing it? Is right. it big pharma? Is it? Yeah. I mean, mother nature does it best for one. She They're like, all humans are corruptible. It. what's that? All humans are corruptible. So, in the end, it's going to be who you can give the most trust that's going to do the right thing with it. Well, yeah, I mean? but that's what she's talking about is like the privatization <laughs> yeah. of it. Like, so right. like when, so now like being in Oregon, now mushrooms are legal, right? Like they're now legal out yeah. there. So, yeah, right. Exactly. So now check this out. So now this kind of plays into the privatization is who's cultivating these mushrooms. Right who's distributing these mushrooms and how and what's being done to these mushrooms on the way out. Are they organic or are they, you know, there's a lot of, mm -hmm. a lot of moving parts to this trade now. So now you're talking about a criminal or not criminal, excuse me, a legal Avenue to sell psychedelic mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who's and I think that's an overwhelming issue. I'm oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, you're just no? go okay. for it. Okay. Um, I think that's, yeah, for, for mushrooms, for a, a lot of things that are gaining more research and um, we're having a lot of breakthroughs with MDMA, ketamine, uh, mushrooms, all of these things, even just with the legalization of cannabis across the country, it's like, I don't know, legalization is great, but I, I think there's a strong movement and there's a large group of people that think uh decriminalization wow <laughs> um that's more ideal but then the sure. counter argument is that people have concerns about the safety and i think especially for a younger audience yes those are legitimate concerns but um, denying the access to the average person is makes it more uh, a designer drug for an elite group. And then there's the argument on how much of that has to do with race or just class or. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. So the synthetic actually Vice just put out, I think last week, a really cool documentary about the psilocybin case and the synthesized versions and 
companies that are racing for trademarks, uh, not only the type of uh, psilocybin, but also the whole, they're trying to uh, trademark the set and setting too. And and get global patents actually. Yeah. They're trying to patent <clears throat> But yeah, it's it's really wild because I mean we saw that with our food with Monsanto with corn um, yeah. and how they've taken land from farmers claiming that they had their corn and their products yeah, on their property, but the wind yeah. just blew it. And that's I mean that's a very viable concern for farmers. On the other hand, you have so much indoor growing because it's supposed to be regulated and contained. Mm -hmm. And when are we taking safety as a measure that's taking precedence over all these environmental factors like social, public health and wellness, uh, economic factors, because you have to pay so many taxes. Like in California right now, there's a big push from the OG farmers and the small farm community because they're just getting squeezed so hard and the market's just been crushing it. You know, you come out of the shadows after all these years and try and live an honest life, not have the choppers over your head and your kids living up in, in that sort of like traumatizing environment, not have people run up on your hill with guns, any of that. And you try and do an honest business and uh, they've, they've really been getting juiced. And there were supposed to be these limitations on how many licenses you could get as a grower. But now uh, within, I think the last year, they started allowing companies to compound. So the measures they put in to protect small business and not let these huge outside investors that are just like grow bro. I mean, yeah. Gary Vanderchuk, like every rapper, it's like. Oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, oh, no, it's anyone, so saturated now. Money, and these people that have the passion and the life and have, have and then they they've invested so much to to do it right it, it's a shame but there's i mean and they're, and they're denying a lot of they're denying a lot of people i know new york was supposed to start issuing licenses in 2022 and they haven't issued a single license yet hmm. um i was going through the the laws earlier they're a little bit yeah. more relaxed and it sounds like yeah. california's um because they were just talking about uh what was it, the governor the governor like five days ago just said they were creating a uh, 200 million dollar fund to like promote <clears throat> what you're talking about like to promote yes. uh, equity like in in, yeah. in the bit industry so hmm. like it can't be controlled just by big fucking business and big pharma and shit like that but it, it kind of parallels to like it's so weird because New York usually follows suit with California. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of weird, yeah. but it's, and I'm surprised because they're like, we're like, we're not, like, we're, <clears throat> I guess our, like we're allowed to have what? Three ounces. I think it's three, three ounces. Yeah. And yeah. three ounces on your person. And then what is it? Six plants a person? Six, six yeah. plants. Three, three babies. Mature, not right now. Three babies. Yeah. Three yeah, babies. but not yet. It's gotta be, uh, it was 18 months after the law went into effect. You could uh, start growing and have plants. I believe it was. Yeah, yeah, but I, it's it's crazy because like I have a feeling they're gonna do the same thing. Is they're gonna give it to these bigger, bigger players? You know, they're not. There's like right now in New York. There's like so, like the I think the app like the 
the application's like a like a hundred k or some shit like that. It's like super fucking yeah, expensive yeah. to even apply. It's and like fifty k like, non refundable, and you need to have like these reserves of finances that are just exorbitant. Like, and you need to have so much stuff. And I think when I first was looking into that avenue of like, okay, I'm, I kind of want to get back east, and this is a new market. I've learned a lot from. California move, you know, back here and maybe start my business in a less saturated opening market. And it was like, <laughs> I think they had like five dispensaries in the whole state at that time. It was crazy, <laughs> but you're right. Uh, that is good news that, that they're setting some money aside and at least they're airing the facade. Uh, well, we'll of that <laughs> they haven't done really it anything. Sounds yet. great. It sounds like they're going to promote the, the smaller person, but let's be real here. We'll see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> not yet smoking what they're rolling, so I don't know. We'll see. Right. So what what do you think is going to happen, though, with the psilocybin industry? Because now it's intriguing because you're right, it's legal out there. So, like, they're obviously – or it's, is it, it's decriminalized. or No, they legalized all drugs in, in Oregon, didn't they? Yeah. Um, it's legalized, not decriminalized. And the and like I remember when we were voting on it, I almost I almost didn't want to vote on it because it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, it's progress, but it's not exactly what we want. It was kind of like when weed became legal in California, but basically the wording was like, it's meant to keep the jail system from having low level charges and criminals for low possession offenses um, right. and small quantities uh, so you're not like stuck in that never-ending downward spiral once you're in the system and they just keep making it harder and harder for you um and the idea is that you're gonna have to get licensed to be a, a like a licensed practitioner to I mean you're basically like the the babysitter for someone's yeah. you know I mean similar to ayahuasca you have the the person that's kind of looking out for so everybody they're gonna, they're gonna allow though they're gonna allow people to open up like clinics and shit like that and like because yeah. there's one I fuck now it, it, it I can't remember where it was but there's like a mushroom church or something like that a psilocybin church hmm. I'm pretty yeah. sure I, I'd have to I google that I heard about that too I can't remember right off the top what it's yeah I, I can't remember either but like I know it's like getting to that point where they're like they're starting to decriminalize like all of like grown plants like natural plants you can't how the fuck do you ban natural plants like it's growing in the woods over there rainwater yeah and crazy on that vice documentary they were interviewing this uh husband and wife couple in england that they're the ones trying to patent this certain psilocybin with along with the set and setting of like owning the rights to good vibes you know <laughs> and and the, <laughs> <laughs> the interviewer is like, I mean, you can't, by patent law, you can't patent something that's not uniquely original, you know, and, and this has been used in ritual practices, like being out in nature and having a comfy environment and all these things that you're describing, like, 
what makes you think that that's something you can patent when that's like been going on for time? Well, well that, like, how, like, how do you, yeah, but how do you patent something? It's like that's patenting like, eating a chicken sandwich with tomato on it because you grew the tomato. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you know the guy that grew the tomato. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's wild. It's really wild. And and then it got like this whole rabbit hole. I actually it might have been that same documentary. I realized that spice, another synthetic, was actually created by people attempting to make patent patented, you know, legal alternatives to cannabis. And hmm, one of really? the primary people doing that was Pfizer, <laughs> which I found amusing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> funny. They're busy. I know. Ha ha. Yeah. Laugh, laugh. Was, uh... <laughs> but I mean, there's. Oh yeah, roll it. There's shit. a lot to still figure out, and I think the important thing with science is realizing that, despite how, I mean, nothing's absolutely nothing's a hundred percent. So, who knows? We'll see. But I, I right. think. That the ownership of like plant medicine is, it, I mean, it's not just plant medicine. We're seeing it so much with ownership of medicine in general. Well, who was that scumbag that bought the Wu Tang single album? Oh, uh, Screlly. That was Martin Screlly. Yeah. Oh, Martin. yes, Screlly. Like, he. I forgot I mean, what they were calling them. Jacked up prices and like the greater good of humanity. I think the argument of people being allowed to patent just for the sake of ingenuity and creativity. I mean, there's a there's been a strong argument against that, against that like whole idea being outdated because even as artists, you know, as a musician, you create something and you want to own it and you have the the rights to it yeah but at the end of the day how much is that artist really making off of their music it's not the person that's creating that always wins so i mean yeah it's really exciting times (laughs) to see where where it will go but i'm excited about how much things have come out from the shadow as far as medicine and plant medicine i mean can you imagine when we were teenagers having these conversations in mainstream news? Like it's oh man, it's well, uh, it's it, yeah, it's changed quite a bit. Like I mean, I still have a lot of people that are like, because I'm very very open about psychedelic use. Like I I don't give a fuck who's listening. Like it doesn't matter. I know. You're Hi, gonna mom. <laughs> right, right. That's what I mean. Is it doesn't matter who's <laughs> listening. And uh, it's funny because a lot of people have come to me and said yo man like you just being vocal about it gave me the heart to try it and and try to open my mind to a different thought oh, process yeah. you know and i'm like yo fucking and i've asked hey, kenny like kenny's one of them like there's like just so many people especially with spice i was like i gotta wake a few people up we gotta make some I've shit never happen tried that. Well, oh what I, with kenny dmt spice? no kenny too she's D- oh. oh that's k2 that's spice Oh, because they yeah, call DMT spice, spice too, too sometimes. Yeah, like that fake weed. Oh, fuck it's like that. like Damiana. Yeah, nah, dude. I've never tried I it. Took, I took two hits of that once ever, yeah, and I was yeah, like, exactly. nah, I'm good with this. <laughs> I'm straight. Now, I was talking about DMT, though. Like, I'm talking oh, about, yeah. like, oh, yeah. 
you know, and uh, and that, but it's it's one of those things where you have to experience it to to even know what the fuck is going on. And I'm yeah. I'm pumped because Oregon is paving the way for this shit. Like they're out front, like they're like on the front lines, like legalizing shit. Totally, actually, that and again in that documentary, they were they spent a large portion talking to people in Oregon, which is great. But I have to say, Washington and California, I've been catching them in the news, and it's not on a state level, so it's a little more low key. But it'll be like Arcata County just decriminalized, like this area of Washington just decriminalized. So. Um, yeah, I, I think that the more that momentum, like you said, like getting that uh, momentum going, it's really pretty dope. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I, I read that um, Oakland, o- I think, it, I don't know if it's Oakland County or just the city of Oakland, but um, they decriminalized uh, peyote. <laughs> oh, nice. Like, yeah, like, yeah, pe- obviously, it's too, but... Santa Cruz did, but then I think it was revoked. And actually, if there's any like California people on here, um, there's the decriminalize campaign for psilocybin. I'm going to try and pull it up really quick on my email because it just came in and they're collecting signatures for decriminalization. They've been trying to do it for a few years and just we haven't quite made it. Oh, here it is. Decriminalized California. Um, And this is on a state level. Yeah. Yeah. And they have like the best platform because it's more of a, like I said, decriminalization and accessibility, not like controlled. You need to pay all these fees and have this license and it's cut through all these middlemen verse like being really accessible to all socioeconomic groups yeah well that's the that's the issue is they're 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 pushing those those economic groups out of all of it yeah it's not gentrification just gentrification anymore it's like making a fucking license 100k or 50k and saying you know it was wild. It was wild how many pop-up shops were in California when I went there. Like they'd be oh, there yeah. one day, they they'd be there one day and then go on the next. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, too, man. I was like, my man's like, yo, I go to those ones. You can just go to the illegal ones. I was like, I guess. <laughs> I was like, fuck it, <laughs> you know. But I'm yeah. I'm really excited to see where it goes because I'm wondering how other states are going to respond to this. Like you guys are doing it like basically a trial setting. Like it's a it's an experiment out there. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, as far as with the cannabis, California was definitely a pioneer. I mean, Dennis Perone. I think that was back in like '94, and he helped write Prop 215 which was like the momentum, the catalyst for medical marijuana. And it was the best laws that we had protecting patients in the country until uh, we legalized, which actually took away all of the medical rights and things. And it's, 
you know, it's one step forward, one step back. But the promising thing Always. is that it seems like there has been a lot of responsive adjusting. And like, I mean, like we were talking earlier, it's being able to like have the nobility to say, oh, we got that wrong. My bad. I was wrong on that. Yeah. Like, I think accountability that still some of that happening in like, New York's is supposed to be some of the best now, as far as, I mean, like I've seen people like smoking in times square and that's just, well, my 16 right, year old so, self is like, <laughs> well, that's, that's how it is for us too, man. Like, cause we'll be out and we'll be smoking. And, uh, but it, here it's anywhere you can smoke cigarettes. Yeah. That's like California. So, they'll so. like scoff at you if you're smoking a cigarette <laughs> on the other side of the street, you know? Yeah, yeah, true, true. Ugh, yeah, so that's awesome, but, yeah. New York. Yeah, it's it's good. Like, I mean, they were I they were at the Green Day concert. They were where's that? Uh, in uh, Mets Stadium. Oh, in the Mets Stadium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm there. I mean, they, they didn't care. They had signs up, smoke freely. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah wow. that's cool. Yeah, so it's no. cool. The states are like learning from other states what works, what doesn't um so yeah i think that's where yeah, i think that's where new york is headed is is that it's learning from places <laughs> like oregon places like california because that's why they created that fund was in particular the socioeconomic groups that you're talking about that are being pushed out this fund is supposed to put them like in a better position to have leverage in the in the industry you know what i mean and yeah. um we'll Not see that- though yeah, I think it's important, like, as we move forward, that we're not mindful as we so historically are in America and, I mean, throughout human history of, like, easily forgetting the people we're leaving behind. And, like, one of the groups that I wanted to give a shout-out to is the Last Prisoner Project, and they do um, national efforts to, like, help get people released from prison that are in there on drug charges. Um, Hmm. So they're a great organization. I follow them on Instagram, check them out. They're like doing it. And say the name one more time. uh, Last prisoner project, you know, like kind of like Marine mentality. No one left behind, you know, like (laughs) the war on drugs. Don't leave any Americans behind. Right. Yeah, so, for real though, it's a it's a big dope. it's a big deal. It's like a it's yeah. a big you, you got like you really got if there's a cause you and that's like you said prisoner right last prisoners. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm pretty sure um, San Francisco. The truth does that. Try to think. He gets people yeah, out another, um, for like old crimes that they committed specifically because they were black and and it's a stupid little trip up crime that they got you know they put them away for like 50 years for something that like a dime bag of pot you know yeah that movie and that book just mercy that dude is that who you're talking about i'm not sure i know trey the truth is like he's like i don't know if he's a rapper but i know he's like part of oh. the hip-hop community yeah oh. he, he might be he does stuff like that, you know what I mean? He's always oh, looking for. That yeah, that's that's cool. That's that's definitely someone different, but I mean, shit, the more no, the It's a cool idea, you know what I mean? It's, it's a good, a, it's a good cause. It's a huge cause yeah. because there's a lot of people sitting in prison right now that are were there and wrongly convicted, 
And uh, it's, I fucking hate to say it, and I hate to give this bitch any props, but Kim Kardashian <laughs> is making big moves getting people out of prison. Yeah. I yeah, heard I that, too. and I was, I was very surprised. There's more layers to her than I realized. Yeah, she's trying to get allegedly trying to get a law degree, and she's trying to be. I right, think she right. got hers now, actually. Like on on the on the books, she has her no, law degree. You're spot on. You law- are correct on that because that's what I read too. That she like got the degree and she was getting people yeah. out and like doing. I mean, things, so. well, if that's what it is, that's what it is. That's amazing. Yeah, because there's a lot of people sitting there that shouldn't be sitting there. I mean, her dad got OJ, uh, right? That's who it was, OJ. Uh, yeah, Kardashian. Kardashian. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Robert, Robert Kardashian. <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wild. Yeah. Glove don't. Full fit. circle. You're full of shit. Right. Yeah. What's funnier is that she's trying to get other people out of prison, but she's trying to put her husband Kanye in prison. Ex-husband. Stop it. <laughs> See, every time that dude does something, she turn, he turns around. And Jesus Christ. He's locking him out of birthday parties and shit. Anyway, yeah, I was gonna say I saw him rolling around <laughs> trying to get to the party, and I was like, <laughs> "Yo, I saw that. I laughed because it's like they're putting their whole fucking daily routine on online now." Well, dude, it's, yeah. it's ratings. It's, yeah, it's ratings. It's all the drama. People love that shit. People are nuts, man. True. You know, but back to the drugs. Yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah. I mean, I hope that there's organizations that continue to tie that in. I thought one of the greatest concepts when I first moved to California, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I was just coming off being a hippie, living in my car, made it cross country, moved in with my brother and like trying to get on my feet, but funds were low. And my friend introduced me to uh, Harborside in East Bay in Oakland. And you could go in once a week and write letters to prisoners and, uh, or you could write a letter to like your public officials. Like I wrote a letter to Obama once <laughs> and, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. and they'd, give, they'd give you a, a gram, uh, <laughs> they'd give you a gram a week, like to come in and do some civic duty to like help advocate, write to newspapers and whatever. They'd help give templates to like give you an idea. And, you know, they had binders mm-hmm. you could go through and look at people in prison and like just write them a letter so homie would get some mail. So I think, if, yeah, there's a lot to learn from other states, from other people in your community, and um, it's it's encouraging to see that positive side. And shout out that shout out that um, that organization one more time. Oh yeah, I'm not even sure if they're in operation anymore. They. They were got some heat for like their financial stuff or how they were processing banking yeah. with like. I'm trying to think. There's another. Thing. It's called Harbor Side. Um, no, but shit. I think they resolved all that. Actually, come to think of it, they did, and they've expanded. They're in the South Bay and San Jose area too. Um, I'm not sure if they still do that program, but yeah, it, you gotta like hopefully not make all the mistakes yourself and learn from your peers and your community and right. seeing yeah. that on the state level is cool it's it's i don't even know how out many there, states out there now, more but. prevalent too like out there there's a lot of, like gang culture is fucking wild out in la like california oh, yeah. is crazy yeah they need <laughs> yeah. that shit out there for sure <laughs> There's this documentary um, dude I just discovered that like 
films people on the fringes of society and he's interviewed a bunch of people lately i think it's called the white underbelly of yo shut up shut up soft white underbelly <laughs> yes now listen hold on before you even go any further right <laughs> i watched i watched a, a mexican gang member <laughs> and then i watched this spooky guy and then i watched <laughs> A, the one that said he was uh, Manson's son? A white supremacist. Oh, wow. I watched and it was all soft white like, underbelly, though. Yeah, yeah. There was what? this girl that was like, I don't know, 12 maybe? No. Nine? The, I'm, I'm so bad. <laughs> the jump there. <laughs> I have no idea. You, you know, when someone's in that sort of traumatic situation, sometimes it's hard to tell people's age, too, but... She was living on Skid Row in a tent with her mom, and she had grown up in like Alaska, where there's like four hours of sunlight for part of the year, you know. But Sounds yeah, like that shit is wild. Those documentaries, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it's hard out there in the streets. <laughs> yeah, for real, it's wild. Yeah, and first the, the homeless population uh, in the Bay Area, actually, the San Jose. Downtown Business Council just put out a letter I saw on the news, which I thought was, you know, it was a great gesture, but we'll see what it does. Hopefully all those drops go in the bucket because they, they got together and they signed a letter saying that just it had come to an epidemic like level on the streets, the homeless and the mentally ill, like socially we have failed. <coughs> A lot of people yeah. in California, and it's wild because Newsom was on the news boasting how we had like this crazy like surplus, like 13 billion, 60. I have no fucking clue right now, but it was excessive to the point where I hope we find some. Uh, well, when's the last time? When's the last time you've been to LA? Um, a few years ago, but when I was going down like every three or every four months, it was progressively worse every visit. It was, I can't even imagine what it's like right now. I was there last year, early 2021. I think I was like January 2021. We went through Hollywood and it was tense, tense city. Like it was like, you yeah. could look down for a mile and like i mean don't get it twisted there's a skid row right you know we're obviously skid yeah. row is but at the same time this is like hollywood bully boulevard mm -hmm. like this shit was That's wild where my I, friend lived like just down off hollywood and we'd go walk downtown and like yeah and then you'd see like a fox run across the street you're like <laughs> <laughs> oh hollywood was crazy i loved it i loved every bit of it yeah and then you'll it see like Spider-Man stroll by, like all the street performers. Oh, they're great, dude! I, I did, there was a, a lady. Check this out. There's a uh, what was it? The Hollywood Baby, the Lost Hollywood Baby. It was a giant. It was like a man <laughs> in a diaper, like in this fucking diaper, and then uh, like like this hat, right? And then a chick with just pasties on her on her boobs. Like in a nun costume. I was like, all and then right, yo, stack, right. yo, stack of cash like this though. Yeah, they were probably made money. I was like, How much for a picture? Like five, they try to get you for like five, ten bucks. Every yeah, time. like some Vegas type shit. Yeah, no, nah, it was yeah. just it's funny. They think they got it like it's that. It's funny seeing them out there doing their thing though. 
Yeah. But, but the hopeless situation is really, really bad there. Like, and I don't know if you've seen recently the shit that's going on with the uh, all the mail. Like, they're like people are stealing. Oh all the yeah, fucking... all that shit off of the train I'm tracks. Yeah. 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 Crazy. That blew my mind. Like, and picking up packages just not even opened. Yeah, crazy. Bunch of shit. <laughs> like, yeah. I wonder that anything actually makes it after you see that. <laughs> but I, I <laughs> that they might want to take out the Postmaster General and replace him. I think Biden was talking about doing that. Who The one that Trump put in, and he's been, like, um, making a lot of cuts and everything. So Nearly we'll understand everything, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, everybody's severely understaffed, yeah. but I mean, I yeah. think just it, there's a lot of shit going on though. Like even all the right, like looting, there's like, like a lot of looting and rioting yeah. and shit going on over there. Like they're fucking doing some crazy shit. LA's not safe. Like yeah. they said, yo, don't, don't come, come here. We can't guarantee your safety. I was just reading something in the the week about like what that was saying about the the social norms and social laws of our society and like all the compounding factors that we've been exposed to just making it okay where people are engaging more of these like power and numbers you know yeah, <laughs> i could go yeah. ride naked across this bridge if there's like 50 other people doing it but i can't do it the other day steal all the other tvs time. and they can't stop all of us. Like, I don't know. Right. Yeah, it's tough, though, because a lot of people are being suppressed. You know, a lot of, like, you get you get a group of these people together, like a lot of people that are free thinkers. And oh, you my start God. It's weird. Yeah. Mob mentality is, like, a whole episode, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> for real. Like, Edward yeah, Bernays. Well, we don't even have time for me to cover that. Like, I just, yeah, that shit's wild. Yeah, there's a lot going on. And people, yeah, they get into that fed up group mentality. But, and it's been the anniversary of the, the Capitol, so that's yeah. been a whole other. Oh comparing my God, it this... to all types of serious shit. Yo, no, listen, yo, Katie. Kamala Harris compared this shit to the to fucking September 11th. Like, yo, Kamala Harris, yeah, she the vice the vice president compared the January 6th insurrection insurrection as a um compared it to Pearl Harbor and 9/11. Pearl Harbor. Wow. You know, I saw someone like doing some satirical thing. I passed by and I was like, what dumb, dumb thing did Kamala do now? But <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's it. That was <laughs> it. That was it. She's, yeah, that's buck wild. Yeah, I, to heard, say I mean, their ratings <laughs> are really low. It's just. Hey, listen, they're all, we know. We know what's up. Yeah. They're all fucking. You say it every episode. Yeah. It's like, yeah. We know what the fuck is up. Same like, turd. <laughs> right. Yo, what'd you think of the Jeslay Maxwell trial? Obviously, we didn't hear much, but what'd you think? <clears throat> you know, um, 
I tried to catch some stuff on it and sadly I, I didn't really follow up, but I, I, uh, there's sweat. You, you listen, that's, that's about it it's right there. Like, the sweat, everything right under the rug. Yeah. I'm almost like, what did I really expect to happen? You know? So right. Yeah. Maybe they'll, they'll put her on suicide watch soon. Oh yes. Her, her time's almost up. <laughs> she'll, she'll, she'll be dead in no time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, what do you got for what do you got for uh, some snacks? What are you snacking on over there? Yeah. What's oh, on the I menu, Katie? Well, I've been just starting to plan what I'm gonna do for uh, my spring menu. I mentioned to you guys earlier. I'm gonna have some chocolates. I've got these cool new molds, so I did some, like, caramel-filled chocolates last time. Probably going to do some more of those. And, uh, yeah, i got the marijuana's going. I don't know. Nice. Marijuana. Yeah, I, yeah, so I love this. So those wrap, those little, like, snacker things I had, I basically took one of those Pillsbury croissant sheets, you know, put mm -hmm. a little of marijuana in the middle throw some mozzarella I had some like chicken cutlet like whatever and put a little roll it up and then just brush it with like an egg wash yeah a little butter and uh yeah they're great they're like a perfect little snacker on my way out so yeah <laughs> Um, probably do some of the same offerings and, um, uh, looking for some ideas for the spring. I, I did some croutons in the past, but like, it's hard to know <laughs> your audience, what type of things people are going to be yeah. feeling getting. Oh. I can get pretty obscure with my offerings because I'm, I'm medicating all the time. So then I'll be like, Ooh, what about <laughs> <laughs> bagel chips and croutons? <laughs> no, I love, I I love seeing all of the stuff you post. Like, I don't know how you make get like such great pictures like that. Like those uh, pictures are fucking impeccable. And <laughs> yeah, I'm like looking at that shit. Crystal I'm like, clear. Yeah, yo, no bullshit. Like, I mean it looks good anyway, but it's Thank like you. it's an even better picture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. I've had some stuff you've made. Delicious. Oh yeah, delicious. The, Absolutely. Uh, Something Huevos Rancheros, maybe? Oh, yes. That's one of my favorite dishes anyways. So with and the medicated medicated. salsa verde. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I yeah, forgot. That's when I met yeah. you. Yep, that was, yep. It was good stuff. Yeah. Delicious and effective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm definitely going to have did, the salsa verde again. Well. I have the can of honey, which I love because one of my evening rituals is tea time. Like, hot, hot beverages are just so good for you anyways. And it's a nice, like, wind-down thing. So sometimes I'll put a little of my can of honey in there. Nice. So I, I make that pretty consistently. And I'm going to have some more maple syrup because I'm, a you know, raised in Vermont. No. Liquid uh, gold. <laughs> oh, yep. Liquid gold. That shit was That's delicious right. too, by the way. That shit was delicious. Thank the you. Gold. Yeah. 
Absolutely. But for, <laughs> for everybody listening, now what percentage of THC are in these, um, like in the, the maple syrup or in the, um, yeah, like the salsa verde? Yeah, yeah. Like oh, yeah. Purse. I got actually. Yeah. Yep. Um, nice. I have. Yeah, that, I so. think I made these like 80 milligrams. So you can just use a little or you can heavily dose. It's funny because I have two widely ranged, like the, I have people on one side that want it like really heavy dosage. Then you have the other people that like want it to be very subtle and, and I respect both of those, but uh, yeah. So you'll find that there's a variety of dosages depending on what you get. And like, even with the marijuana, I made like four different potency batches, like I made one that had 400 milligrams in a jar, which nice. is a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I have one that's got like, uh, this one here has 60 milligrams and that's like a pretty big jar. So that's like a mellow. Yo, put that, um, put your, put your logo. No, where's your oh. logo? Once, there it yeah. is. Put it right up the screen. Yeah. yeah put that right up there. Perfect. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So Katie, yeah, you said you're coming back in March. Um, yeah, the beginning of March. It's my mom's seventy fifth birthday, and awesome. I'm coming into town that weekend. So yeah, we got we got to hang. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that'd be great. You gotta be in town. We gotta mm -hmm. we actually gotta link up and, and uh, let the people, let the oh. people know where they can find you on uh, online too. Oh yeah. Um, well, I'm primarily on Instagram, so at Chronically Cooking, and then I do have a Facebook page. Um, my Yo, Twitter, got... I, I don't really use, <laughs> oh, but this... I think it's Edible We're... Chef on Twitter. <laughs> We're trying to get better at Twitter, also. Yeah. So yeah, I'm horrible. I'm like on there. Yeah, we'll I pop in like to my annually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like it's a uh, um that's like a it, i was just fucking i just lost my train of thought i was i was thinking about the twitter thing but it was uh oh yo yo you know your facebook yo we gotta oh, yeah. work on your fucking facebook like i've been trying so hard to get your followers up on facebook facebook does not like that weed shit no, they don't. They're always telling me that I'm like not allowed to advertise, and then they'll be like, "Here's ten free dollars. Like, promote your shit, no. boost that post." And then they're like, "You're trapped. <laughs> You're shadow banned." <laughs> Interaction for you. <laughs> yeah, we got to get the followers up. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. No, I appreciate it. I I have a like a good core of people I mingle with, but yeah, I haven't been super active so hopefully i'll be more engaged i've been kind of getting back on there at least like last few days at least gave some shout outs yeah. for the podcast and yeah, yeah i'll definitely. be posting on there and that's the best place to reach me is on instagram yeah okay. yeah definitely chronically cook built the facebook facebook presence so i appreciate that support well, yeah, I'm just trying to get. I fuck Facebook. Like, <laughs> like I'm just trying to like get the get the followers up because there are so many people that love weed, yeah, and love yeah. cannabis infused uh, foods. You yeah. know what I mean? Why, why, why the fuck do you got only two two hundred and eleven followers? Yeah, no, we got to get that. That's oh, bullshit. Oh yeah. Call. 
Yeah. I've, oh, Instagram's a lot better. Yeah, it, it is. I'll give yeah. you that. Yeah, I've, I've, well, I was like solely on the Instagram, so I've been slowly like making my way out. I'm like, okay, I'll add the Facebook page. Like my friend made this mock cookbook and he's like, now you need to write it and fill the pages. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, so I've been like slowly building it very organically, but I definitely, yeah, check it out and it's evolving every day, yeah, but it's just a passion project for me, which We'll see, you know, if there's a spot for me on the East Coast with the New York laws as they unfold. Uh, I actually have a good kind of network through of a consultation company in uh, the Capital District, one of my old college buddies. So um, he's been good support, which is great. And uh, yeah, we'll see. So are, Maybe I can. Are you trying to come back out here? Uh, like ultimately that's full. been kind of the like long range goal. You know, my family has a property in Vermont and yeah, I've always wanted to build a house out there. Not going to lie. So right. we'll see. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. You can see out into New York over like, uh, <clears throat> seven mountain ranges and it goes out towards Hoosick Falls. It's like right there on the border of Vermont and New York. And yeah, it's a beautiful spot. Next door, OG neighbors, and I don't know. It's just a good place. Oh, that's dope. Nice. Yeah, there's a spot. Um, I went to a spot up there where there's like a tower where you can see all of those mountain ranges you were talking about. Like if you look yeah. down, it's like WEQX radio. It's uh, yeah, like it's tower up there. It's yeah. like a yeah. tower. Yeah, been there. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Dope. Like growing up, we would just off road <laughs> and puff and like take the vehicles you know out on these wild spots and that's yeah they got the dog track there the old dog track in Pownall. yes where Lollapalooza was <laughs> yeah crazy right with so Metallica and so, Wu-Tang I was there that's <laughs> uh, dope so what are you gonna miss the most out there oh um well I'm I'm like I'll be here pretty steady for a minute but uh what do you mean what am I gonna miss the most like, and like like from like the West Coast. Yeah, like, yeah. Shit. What's what's, what's just, gonna be your one uh, real big holdback from coming home if be, you do eventually? You, you did a well, lot of mushroom origin too, right? Well, that's the thing. I kind of always had this like bi-coastal vision. So I own a home here. It's my first home. I don't plan on nice. selling it. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I he I, my dad lives in San Jose. I helped him buy some property up in northern uh, or southern Oregon. Um, and so, yeah, I'm kind of like hoping to just straddle from both sides and just <laughs> stay by coastal. Yeah, it's the takeover. No limits. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's the south. <laughs> I don't know. Nice. Central oh, yeah. America. Yeah. And then into Canada we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Canada, you got, you got, Canada's you doing some interesting things. <laughs> they have a lot going on with cannabis in Canada. So that's cool to see too how they've been navigating the whole situation. And yeah. Yeah, it's just tough because they're like with everything going on with COVID, it's making it hard for them to really do anything. People aren't really allowed to go in and out yet. Like it's that or the yeah. vaccinations and shit yeah i don't know my friend's down in nicaragua right right now he's like gone in and out of the country three times and he was just like 
I don't know if it makes more sense to come back or just stay down here for another month like this. <laughs> <laughs> Omicron cost of living and they make it sound like it's so bad. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you if it's really bad back here. I kind of just stick my head in the sand as far as like my lifestyle. I'm not going out to the bars and partying and doing a bunch of stuff. So like my business, it's with people in their home setting and my life fortunately hasn't changed too much where I, yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't know <laughs> whether yeah, it's like, same. Yeah, but I feel like the news tries to make it really scary, which is unfortunate because people like my mom, you know, they live like sheltered, not going down yep. to see their grandkids in Pennsylvania because, you know. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's it's tough. There's a narrative uh, to it, you know. Yeah, it's it's tough and it's 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 unfolding and like a lot of us saw it ha like from the get go. Like when we talked back when we came out the first time, we talked about this shit and it was like how it was going out here with co or out there with COVID. Yeah. And uh, now it's like we're seeing it unfold before our eyes. They're dropping quarantine times. They're doing all kinds of weird shit. Yeah, and then like you said, in the UK, they're like, actually, we fudged the numbers. We kind of just goofed that extra yeah. 10K yep. <laughs> or whatever. Yep, yep. and, and th that's the thing. They're, you know, some countries have the, the stones to come out and say that they were wrong or they did something wrong because there's internal investigation that, has some integrity to it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you have our country, which don't get me wrong, I love our country as much as the next guy, you know what I mean? I really do, truly, it's a great country, but we got some serious faults and those are some of the the, uh, yeah. the spots that we have those faults in, you know what I mean? Like. And it's, it's almost it's, like maybe our timeline's a little bit longer on some of the stuff where we're like, oh yeah, we did have, you know, these CI operative programs where we were like, at any means necessary, like the ends justify the means, you know, right, fucking yeah. citizens, whatever. So it's like, at that point too, there's always that strategically, like the damage is done at that point. People have already had an opinion formulated. And when you go back and you're like, oops, super my bad. <laughs> it's crazy yeah, I, most people are not gonna um look past their own ignorance you know like even if they know that they're being pig-headed or one-sided they're it, you know ignorance is bliss right so yeah they're gonna they're gonna sit with their uh decision on what they made in the beginning that like most people have they've stuck with it regardless of what new information has come out you know yeah well, and that's true too. You people, we all have that inherited. Like we want to like revalidate our preconceived opinions about things and realities. That's a totally sure. a good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. We yeah. all have some form of it. Some of us are just willing to, uh, you know, try to open and expand some of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, we all have that confirmation bias. But. Yeah, I love that though. Totally. It's yeah. Good so, Katie, where yeah. do you think we're moving going forward with uh, cannabis and the psychedelics? Like, what do you think is what do you think's on the horizon? Well, like big picture, um, like big picture together, or just like to speak on one? No, no, whatever. E yeah, either, think. either both. <laughs> um, honestly, I think. 
they have a lot of potential separately as well as combined. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, we'll see. Okay, There's so definitely going to be some positive and I think it's great that more people are going to have access. It's, it's pretty cool here in Oregon to even see and like for ketamine as well. Right now you can go, it's covered by my insurance if I wanted to go get like, ketamine therapy uh, for PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I know what that's for. I, I know someone actually gets those treatments, but for somebody listening that doesn't like explain what a ketamine treatment could do to help a person versus what people hear and get this yeah. preconceived yeah. notion of what it's, you know, kind of like the ivermectin. They're like, Oh, that's sure. just hard. And it's like, actually it won like, um, didn't it win like a Nobel prize? Yeah. yeah, it was like an award-winning uh, medication. Yeah, but anyways, ketamine, we've come to realize, like, in high school, I remember I always, I, I heard about it, I avoided it, because it was like, oh, that's horse tranquilizer, you know, that's animal tranquilizer. Um, yep. Now we've gone through some of the stigma, and like, in the early 2000s, people started to do more research on the MDMA, psilocybin, ketamine, all that stuff kind of started to come more into light. And so it's primarily used for trauma, for depression, for, for creating new neurological pathways. Um, sure. That are kind of like a reset. Yeah. 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 And like, like it resets your, your emotional level. Well, ketamine, yeah. ketamine is borderline psychedelic also. So it's like, it's, it's, it's not, it's not technically psychedelic right it's a dissociative yeah right so but it, it can be psychedelic at yeah times. it takes like, you away from reality for a second or right more than a second. yeah which yeah. helps you yeah. enables you I to formulate you. new perspectives on sure. things you know so you're able to look at a situation with fresh light and michael Pollan in that book how to change your mind he explores a bunch of these avenues, and I think one of my favorite takeaways was like this um, scientist he was interviewing, and they were explaining it to him like, okay, you know, fresh snow goes on the mountain, and you ski down, or you take a sled down. Next time you go back up, and you're at the top, are you going to go on the fresh, uncut snow, or are you going to take the path that you've already traveled? Like, you're going to go down that same path. So even emotionally with experiences with habits whatever you start to have those certain neural pathways and through the use of psychedelics through the use of ketamine treatments and these controlled settings set and setting like we were talking about getting that patented um, right through all these factors just like we've even seen in other cultures throughout history that that has a really therapeutic effect for people for create creating new neural pathways for getting a fresh coat of snow, and so sure. you have a totally new outlook on where you want to go down the mountain, you know, and the mountain of your mindset. Like so, sure. I, I always thought that was like a really good visualization for me on that whole process. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of research into it, and the ketamine treatment first started uh i think it was again some patented owned right to this medication but they want to deliver it in a setting where it's going to be accepted by the health industry and they actually got it covered by these insurance plans for people so it's accessible to people not just like 
the wealthier. How are they? And how are they? Well, it was a, an injection. The first one, it was which I was yeah. like not. I I'm like super anti needles, but anyways, that's one of the avenues they had. But now they have like an inhalant, you know, like a nasal spray. And in either treatment, you have to stay in the office. So there's that factor of time involved. Um, and yeah, you basically just have a safe space to process going through like these emotions and these, yeah, it's dissociative experiences depending on the level. I haven't actually done one of those treatments, but I'm, I'm curious to hear some feedback from from some of the people that do i mean i'll uh yeah i have to get i have to get my my homeboy on uh i i won't name drop him until he, he tells me it's cool to come on but uh he fucking absolutely loves k like he fucking will go to festivals and do k all fucking weekend like and love it. <laughs> yeah. I know yeah, that friend. I know somebody, used to know when it I know somebody that takes it as treatments like she's talking about for like obsessive compulsive. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, depression and anxiety yeah. and stuff. Yeah, all all together. Like it. it uh, apparently, yes. this person told me that it was kind of like a a nice reset for like six weeks or so. Yeah, and then yeah. it's kind of got done again. Yeah, it helps the brain, yeah. man. It, it's it, it's probably, <clears throat> but that's what she's saying is it's like it's a neurogenesis. Yeah, it clears like it's you creating, up. It lets it's you creating new pathways. So, like, basically, as we grow older, older, all of us will experience some sort of form of dementia. Sure. Right, like as we're getting older, our brains are decaying. So, yeah. like these psychedelics Reality. and these ketamines, the dissociatives, are building like she said new pathways like you're opening new ones sure you know Absolutely. so i'm i would assume that that's what you know it's just helping fucking open new ones and yeah you know it's like the um kids with the seizures and cannabis sure oh yeah you know? yeah there's some really cool findings i came across on pubmed for the procedures for pain treatment for cancer patients like and there's even a graph of like the number of people doing studies and it's exciting to see that it's like peaking up. So hmm. there's more oh, yeah. and more validation coming through. It's awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> so what's next for chronically cooking? You got anything on the horizon? I know you're coming out in March. You're going to bring us a bunch of shit. Um, yeah. Are you looking into like what's up with the gummy molds? So like, are those what? What are you gonna be making? Oh yeah, well I I'm still like the first batch I made. I feel like they were super chewy, so I was frustrated with that. And the next batch was way better. Um, so that's been an interesting process. But yeah, I've got some nice molds that um, I yeah actually I have some right here. Uh, but yeah, I'll definitely be doing more. I have like little bears and then little leaves. Oh, here's one of the leaves. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. They're dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well. Yo, show that packaging. That's yeah. a dope packaging. Oh yeah, yep. this is um, yeah, 
they were um these were black cherry 11 gram 11 i'm so technical i couldn't write 10. I'm like no it's 11 <laughs> grams <laughs> you're killing our ocd out here yeah that's <laughs> your lcd is showing <laughs> yeah. you just ate the one gram so yeah <laughs> right you yeah. it out thank you katie i appreciate you even that out for me yeah yeah right you know i don't want to like <laughs> i can be dishonest with people about their dosage <laughs> but yeah no those are those are nice so that's a good like weekday poppable medication discreet sure. so yeah, yeah I like to just i'm just Not gonna gummy. incorporating through i have some people out here in oregon um as far as what's happening next that have been really supportive on opening up like um a kitchen space where i can do classes for people um so that's something i'm exploring but Again, using the plant medicine, using cannabis makes it like this extra challenging factor. And where I live, this county doesn't, um, despite Oregon being so cool, like you can't own a cannabis related business in my county. So, uh, um, so here's a question. Mm -hmm. uh, just sorry to cut you off. Um, okay. uh, a big question Good. is that, that was it. <laughs> that you're in such a weed uh, positive state, you know, a marijuana positive state. What's something that you've noticed like that you, you saw lately that is, what's the next big thing in pot? Like, you know how there was like the invention of the dab, the, you know, it, we're not necessarily oh, the yeah. invention, but that where it blow, it blew yeah. up. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I would think it's in cannabis though, right? It's in, or not cannabis, it's in like the, the food. Is it the food? Is it the concentrates? Right. Is it, is it a combination of both? Is Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I think people are getting into more of like not focusing on the potency percentage on flour, but more of like looking into the profile, looking into the terpenes, looking sure. into like how is it grown. Um, yeah. So that's cool for people. As like more science has come out, they're like, yo, it doesn't really, and even indica and sativa is so disputable in a lot of ways and certain in a lot of circles. So. I think there's a little bit more movement for leniency and like you don't always need the strongest of a strain because maybe sure. that's too much of an effect. Um, so that's something at least that I've noticed lately as far as like people's focus. But as far as a like form of consuming, like that's a good question. <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, like it's always every five, ten years, there's always something that breaks the market and it makes this new thing. Yeah. Like, crystalline it was distillate it was diamonds it was uh oh, yeah. moon rocks the, yeah was, the sauce you know. the fucking yeah the diamonds like i actually have some strawberry cough right here where is it nice uh, nice see and a so, lot of yeah. people know this really even exists man I'll like this is something, you know pretty regular for us to know about but most people don't know that people can have marinara sauce that is well weed i mean or. now i think weed is a lot yeah. more commercial yeah and that's what she's saying about the the monopolization on this shit is, is like they're pushing weed like crazy but yeah. like who the fuck has licenses right, for it right you know yeah. and and i mean what kind of regulatory whole... commission 
really come to deal with something like what? that anyway. It's going to be a bunch of old men that could create a commission that have no clue what the fuck they're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. all going to be just for money. What um? What kind of license are you going to need to open up a restaurant or to open up, a, like, a teaching center? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm just – I've been actually kind of stalling on even exploring the option because the whole idea of traveling over – it's really not that far. I just have to go over into Bend. Um, Right. Which is less than 30 minutes. Uh, but yeah, when you're dealing with food, you've got more like food and drug administration compliance. You're not just dealing. That's just another agency that you're going to have to factor in. There's a website in Oregon where you can register as a business. Um, and there's different types of licenses depending on what level like you're working in. Um so I actually, you know, step one, I, I finally registered on the site. Sweet. <laughs> but, uh, Yo, yeah. this is baby she steps, right? continued on right? that journey. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'll come out and work <laughs> for you. Let you I'll, know. I'll serve, I'll, I'll serve some good food. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I love, yeah. like, doing really accessible stuff, too, where it's like you can just do it at home, um, do it for your for yourself or I mean, you can make it really nice and fancy or just have something really yeah. easy, too. I, I like that type of cooking. Like I was saying earlier, like, take the Pillsbury croissant. Like, you don't always need to make it from scratch. Like, although right. there's something beautiful about that. I mean, sure. and shit, you could have a really nice croissant you buy at the bakery and then just whatever, put slice it open and put some marinara in it. There's so many ways to casually medicate and just put a little chill in your food if that's what does it for you and makes sure. it a positive experience pulls you out uh, i think there's a lot more medication in other ways and i don't think that people should be confused that cannabis will be a cure-all it's supposed to be something that enhances your life you know just like people exercise or you're going to meditate or you're going to do whatever is like positive for you you're going to eat healthy things so not having the misconception that like adding that to your treatment it's kind of like a secondary supplement to a lot of choices in your life yeah but for I me mean, it's a positive depends on the person too yeah it could be bad if you let it you know anything can be if you're not trying to treat it in moderation or do do it with a, a you know a decent eye going at it you know not weed Oh yeah, I mean, I get lazy as fuck if I smoke too much pot. So. See, that's see, that's the difference though. It's just like, what was it? We were at one party one night. Me and me and this guy. <laughs> and yo, Katie, nobody would smoke with us. Nobody. Oh, oh okay. I thought it was yeah. the one where I was like this. But you kind of were. Oh, right, right. <laughs> we were like nobody would smoke with us, and we're like going back and forth with this blunt, like like <laughs> two or three blunts, right? I'm always and that Katie's person. Looking like, like, He's like comatose on the couch, like, and Travis, Chaps, homeboy Travis, is like, uh, he's like, yo, yo, Evan, yo, why do you look like you're just ready to go and Kenny's, <laughs> Kenny's sleeping? It was like three hours worth of just burning. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was. But no, you can never smoke too much. Never smoke too much. With you. No, I mean, you could just smoke enough to where you can't smoke anymore. Look, she, she's, she's dabbing. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. 
I love how her her uh, her setup is like blurring it out. Yeah, it's like background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. background thing. I didn't intentionally do that. I don't know, but that was like it works for me. No, yeah, yeah there's a. Bar setting. And I can't is setting here it's, it's sweet. Yeah. No, y'all, it's, I'm pumped, y'all. It turned out to be a great episode. Fucking, yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah. That's so that's, that's what's that, strawberry cough? Yes. Oh, yep, boy. Santa yeah. Cruz, strawberry cough. Let me see the dab. Oh, it's like kind of crumbly right now, but it used to be very crystally. Uh. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I can see uh, it. Yeah. I'll drop it. Yeah, that <laughs> y'all look delicious. Looks like yeah. the salt off of a pretzel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we got going yes. off the rest of the thing. Uh, after this, probably nothing. <laughs> <laughs> see, that would crush me. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I would smack me fucking left. Yeah, I can't dab like that. Um. Yeah. Every so often. I got this at um Emerald Cup a a few years ago. I wish I could remember the glass blower, but it's got a cool little uh crystal in it. It's a nice piece. But honestly, I don't really dab that often either. I had my friend uh, up from L.A. and we did a podcast episode and she took the dab rig out right before we started shooting. And I was just like obliterated for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Couldn't get rid of the cough, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it happened. <laughs> and she, nothing happened. So, yeah, what's but her, that's a really her- smooth one. It's, it's curious. What's her podcast? Oh, uh, it was, um, I'm pretty sure she's still doing them. It's called The Canna Table. Nice. With a, a K, Canna yeah. Table. Yeah. Shout yeah. Canna yeah. Table with a K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So, uh, what do you got going on for the rest of the evening? Getting in anything good? Um, you know, Probably not too much. Just keeping good vibes. Probably put some uh, Grateful Dead back on. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, I was actually, yeah, some goofy artsy shit. Like, maybe do a YouTube flamenco class or, like, start a new puzzle. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Yo, do you have a YouTube channel? Uh, I don't. You should. But... I'll again like I'll add it to my list of <laughs> hell yeah yo we gotta make we gotta blow this shit up yeah we'll have a whole production company all right just yeah we'll just okay. we'll have shows on shows <laughs> well, we'll that's what I'm saying why. man <laughs> I'm cool. trying to get her do the crypto one yeah he he keeps fucking stunting on me too. Mm. Yeah, what's in store for nonsensical knowledge? Like, what do we got coming up? You, I know you said you've been uh, excited about putting some new content out. You did, like, two recordings recently. Yeah. So, like, what's, yeah. what's coming up? Uh, really? So, we're we're 
waiting right now to get a couple OKs to go to a couple certain locations to do some content. Um, uh, one is a, a, <laughs> a haunted insane asylum. <laughs> yeah, I'm super no, pumped about going there. He don't want to go. <laughs> I mean, not after the stories this fucking guy tells me. You know what I mean? He's like, he's talking about all types but, of shit showing up and nah. shit, shit like that. Um, we're gonna go back out to America Stonehenge. <clears throat> we're uh, we're gonna take a trip out to Serpent Mound in Ohio. Yeah. Oh uh, no. Yeah, we're just gonna do some video content, and uh, we're trying to, we're just trying to get more consistent, and then as it flows, it flows, and we'll get better. Yeah, a lot of um, just cool topics. And then we're gonna transition into video eventually, also. New studio, we're building a nice. new studio. That's mm -hmm. cool. Um, yeah. So it, yeah, it's, it's looking how that good. Was going. Yeah, it's yeah. looking good. Nice. Uh, we're, we're and that's why we're like super pumped to work with you and also uh while we got you recording too uh thank you so much for participating in the toy drive definitely that was huge yeah that was my pleasure i appreciate being involved you know it was, we appreciate it was good. that hell yeah it's it's a it's good vibes like you said great vibes yeah yeah it was great uh you know the holidays are always a good momentum. I did some stuff out here too with the the foster kid community out here. That was really awesome. And yeah, it's a year round thing though. Like people are always in need in the community. So definitely keep me posted. And if there's ways that uh, you can support us by coastally out here, I will be yep. sure to do them. Y'all text me links, text me whatever the information is. If there's any way that we can help, you know we're you know we're down for sure. No question. Hell yeah. So again, shout out to Chronically Cooking. Go follow Chronically Cooking. Um, like, subscribe, share. We're gonna try to get Katie to do a YouTube channel. We're gonna, yes. we're gonna get it all. We're gonna get it all going. She's gonna do some Omaha steak style shit and send you a whole Omaha. box with a picture of uh, <laughs> of uh, you know a whole meal and it's all medicated. You'll get the whole thing for like 150 Med bucks. Med medicated steaks. Yeah, not even just <laughs> medicated meal. Picture and a way to cook it. Yo, not meal prep. Yeah, I have this whole can of meal sidebar project that's actually that's basically, so, yeah. yeah. That's you? That's yours? Yeah. That would be amazing. Can of meals? Yeah, can, can of meal, meals. Yeah. To go. Hold on, so can of meals is yeah. you, right, on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I didn't and, know I didn't yeah. know if that was Catalina, because that was from my rosin pressing days, because I used to make rosin extraction and bubble hash and all of that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. stuff. <laughs> Got to hone in. So hopefully I'm, you know, going to keep more focus on the chronically cooking. Yeah. We'll see how it evolves. Like you said, just kind of see where it takes you. Absolutely. Enjoy well, the journey. Thanks, thanks again for, for being me. on for this podcast, man. And, and we miss you. We can't wait to see you in March. Yeah, we'll hopefully see you guys soon, and uh, much love. Thanks for having Hell me. Yeah. <laughs> Peace out. Peace. <laughs>